racing cars need racing fuel. And Race Fuels is the best, most convenient way to power through your next meeting. Our famous Elf Race 102 is the control fuel of choice for the Touring Car Masters. It's available at the Bowsers, at Sydney Motorsport Park and the Bend. And it's available in drums at Winton. Imported direct from France, Elf Race 102 is affordable horsepower. For more details, head to racefuels.com.au. Two of the very best operators marked up in the garage. Wow. This has been coming for a long time. These two do not like each other. There are two parts of the story as always. Red flag, this is a suspended uh, race. This is it. This is the Parked Up Podcast. It's the final Parked Up Podcast for 2021. We're powered by Race Fuels. My name's Grant Rowley. I'm joined by the big old jolly fellow, Tony Delberto. Uh, for the last time this big year. Old. How old? How old? I was trying to put a bit of a Christmas theme into it. How, how the hell are you? Not bad, not bad at all. Um, I'm just hoping this week, Grant, that our that our voices are matched on volume. Because, oh no! Uh, last week was a debacle. Very good pod, but I sound like I was asleep the whole time. You and were. You sound like you were. You were like g'd up and. I was pumped. High on life. Well, um, I was pumped, and and you were a little secondhand because of a big big day, big night that you'd that's had before. True. That's true. But if you look right now in the Zoom call, how close I sit to the mic and how far away you are, and you mm. still sound so loud compared to mm. me. I've got how a, is this possible? I've got a great face and voice for radio, I think. That if is there's anyone listening say. that has got like audio skills or something, please hit us up to <laughs> tell us and teach us how to make this pod sound more professional or something. You sound good to me today. Okay. okay, and, and okay, we're only good. as good as our last pod. And this is going to be our last pod for 2021. We've got a couple of uh, cool guests. I'm actually on holidays at the moment. Uh, so this is like, yeah, first day of uh, first day of a little bit of a break. Unfortunately, I've still got a little bit of work to do, but that is uh, typical of how I go about my business. But um, yeah, the uh, I'm down at a beach on the south coast of New South Wales with mm. with my family. Sounds lovely. Mm. It's absolutely delightful. Sounds um, lovely. So you made the big trek up yesterday in the in the mighty Cashkai. Uh, Nissan Cashkai. Didn't didn't shunt it. Didn't shunt it once. Oh, it was perfect. My co-drivers were woeful, fell asleep the whole yeah. way, both both my little That's girls. Good. That's good. Yeah, I guess so. I couldn't get I was trying to listen to the cricket for the last half of the drive and I could not find any sports broadcast on the mm-hmm. on the radio. So that was that was really hurting me. That so was what you listen me. to? You didn't call me. Uh well there wasn't much reception anywhere, so it was uh, music and listening to some of our rival podcasts, Tony, to see what they've got to say for themselves. Yeah, right. Did you learn anything? Uh, no. Nah, why would you? Much better. No, <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, no. I don't know if I learned anything, but I think we've got uh, there's some good competition out there. I like uh, some of the podcasts that we have in. We're, we're the most regular, of... though. We're the most yes. regular, and I reckon uh, we got some good feedback from last week's episode. Well, I did anyway. Everyone yep. reckon I was just I was just lighting it up. I actually had an opinion last week. So That's right. Yeah, because you were, should just keep running with that. You were half asleep. You were half asleep, and you weren't weren't really conscious. No. All right. So this is it's a bit of a festive uh, festive mood and festive feel for this pod. So we've got a couple of special guests. Before we get into those special guests, we're going to catch up with Simon Chapman from Supercars. Sorry, he's not from Supercars. He's from SpeedCafe.com, and he's going to tell us a lot about the Final breaking news, little bits that have come through in supercars world and in Formula One as well. Lots, Still lots going on in the fallout from Abu Dhabi and what that all means for the world championship at the moment. Max Verstappen is still the uh, world champion and I'm sure that's how it's going to remain. But, but there's still been a, a bit going on uh, afterwards. Before we get into all of that, Tony Day, what, what is your plans for Christmas? What, uh, what are you doing? going to be a very quiet one this year um my lovely wife has a lot of work to catch up on um now the event industry is is uh going again so lots and lots of events to catch up on over christmas so it means i'll be i'll be uh, parenting 
I won't say babysitting. I'll be parenting mm. my uh, my little son. So it's um, not babysitting when nothing. it's your own kids is what I've yeah, been it. told many times. Oh yeah. Um, so nothing crazy. So I reckon I'll just be like out in the backyard tanning, um, just relaxing really, trying some, to recoup and some fire pit action. Fire pit action um, and some barbecues and that sort of all that sort of good stuff. Catch up with friends and family and then. Uh, few weeks off and then back into it sort of around the 10th of January. So yeah. How long are you staying in uh, Sydney for mate? Uh, I'll be back. Bef- you ditch me. You I'll ditch be- me over Christmas. I'll be back before the new year. So uh, keep uh, a couple of nice cold beers in the fridge and some snags for the Barbie and I'll come over if, if you don't mind. Do you think, do you find it funny that when you come back to my house, the same beers are still sitting in the fridge, like the exact same spot? <laughs> That's right. The ones that I bought like four <laughs> months ago. Yes. <laughs> That's right. uh, I like that. That's good. It's just yeah. uh, it's a, a good little uh, reserve for me. Yes. yes. They're, they're, uh, they're maturing just nicely down the very bottom right hand nice corner. Cold. Keep mm. it very nice and cold for you. Mm-hmm. So no. you know you're always welcome for a, no, thank for you. a quiet beer. Perfect. Thank you. All right. Hey, let's get into some news with Simon Chapman from speakcafe.com. Uh, and we'll find out what has been going on in the oh, final the salvos, final salvos in the news world for 2021. Here it is. And this is the news. The news is brought to us by motorsportwebsites.com.au and we've got speedcafe.com's Supercars News Journal, Simon Chapman, uh, to talk a bit about supercars and a bit about Formula One uh, with us. Just to wrap up the 2021 season, there's been a bit going on in both of those championships. Let's start with Formula One. It's the news that's been dominating uh, the world motorsport scene for the past couple of weeks after that amazing finale in Abu Dhabi that saw Max Verstappen take his very first Formula One world title, but uh, Simon, there's been a fair bit of uh, a fair bit of fallout since that flag dropped over there in the UAE. Um, is Max going to be the? He'll officially be the world champion. Is there any chance that any of these appeals from Mercedes will uh, have some legs? Uh, well, by all accounts, it's it's done and dusted. Um, Mercedes have won the constructors' championship. Red Bull have won the drivers' championship, and and that's it, really. Um, there was sort of that awkward, I guess, three-hour window after um, the race in Abu Dhabi, where there was sort of chat about, you know, are they going to appeal? Yes, they're going to appeal. Okay, well, what's the outcome of that? Oh, well, we don't quite know yet. So it all it was all very weird, and it sort of played out in the in the days that followed, and then. I guess ultimately we ended up with sort of in limbo a little bit. We were like, well, okay, we think Max is the champion, but there was sort of all this sort of chat about, you know, court proceedings and all the rest of it. And then it all went quiet for like a day or two. And then Mercedes came out, I think it was on the eve of the, of the gala and, and said, all right, that's it. We're done. We're not going to appeal. Uh, we're dropping all that. And um, yeah, we'll just, we'll move on with life. But yeah, it sounds like, you know, there could still yet be some, some fallout from it. Um, it's it's fascinating, I guess the some of the chat around the FIA and and sort of the gala and all the proceedings around that. But yeah, I, I don't know. It's it feels like one of those things that's going to keep burning, I guess, for the next few weeks and potentially even months leading up to to the Grand Prix starting next year in Bahrain. Yeah, Chebo, what's your thoughts on what happened at Abu Dhabi? Can we get your opinion on? How it all unfolded. I mean, for me personally, I don't think it's got a lot to do with Max and Lewis. Um, you know, Max took the opportunity, won the race, um, did what he needed to. Uh, it seems to be more on an FIA side of things. Yeah, well, strictly speaking, what happened shouldn't have happened. From from all accounts, what what basically played out shouldn't have shouldn't have happened. Full stop. Basically, the rule and how it was sort of, I guess. Uh, how it's written wasn't how it was used by by Michael Massey, at least on face value. The the way that the, sort of the safety car procedure played out, my, my understanding at least is that when when the safety car is called out and then they decide to let lap cars through, well then the race can restart the following lap. Mm-hmm. But instead, Michael Massey decided, no, we're going to let the lap cars through and we're going to start it on this lap. So that was sort of a bone of contention for 
uh, Mercedes, and, and that was, I believe, one of the, the reasons in which they were appealing on, and, and ultimately cool. it was it was dismissed by the FIA, and then the appeal was withdrawn by but why, did, why do you think they withdrew so suddenly? You know, one minute they're all hell-bent on appealing. Next minute we're out. We're, we're all good. It's all sorted. It's, it's hard to say, right? Like, it, it, it's a confusing one for me because at least if you're looking at that interpretation of the rule, well, then it's, you know, that's, it's not fair, right? You know, like when Mercedes came out afterwards and they, with the withdrawal of their appeal, they said, you know, we, we left Abu Dhabi in disbelief of what we witnessed. And I think a lot of people, yeah, myself included, you know, felt the same. It, it was just, it was inconceivable that that could sort of play out. Mm. At least if you're reading the rule book, the way that I'm reading the rule book and everyone else is reading the rule book. So I, I don't know, it's, it's a confusing one. I, I, like I say, I don't know whether it's necessarily over, you know, there's this sort of chat about, you know, Michael Massey and, you know, sort of whether there'll be um, further action taking the FIA have come out and said we're going to do a full investigation into this um, yeah I don't know it's it's a confusing one because it's you know, for all intents and purposes the the rules as they're written weren't applied correctly so I imagine you know it might end up being one of those things where come the start of next year the rules are rewritten and we all forget about it or we could see some sort of Changes in position. If the rules or, are rewritten, though. You'd think that they're uh, they're admitting a mistake has been made. Well, I think you're right. You know, I, yeah. I think they might you, get more criticism for doing that. Well, that's that's the thing, though, right? Like it's it's such a it's such a weird and complex sort of thing because, like you know, like as I say, you know, you, you read the rule and it, it wasn't applied correctly. Mm. So I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's hard to it's hard to logic how and why a lot of that happened. I do wonder, you know, whether there's sort of an element of, you know, sort of the Netflix effect and, you know, them, them wanting a grandstand finish and maybe, maybe, and this is just the conspiracy theory of me sort of saying, you know, did, was there some, maybe some outside influence um, saying we want a grandstand finish to this race? Because I think you and I and Grant can both agree. It's the worst feeling when you get to the to the climax of a championship and it finishes under safety car. Nobody ever wants to see that. But by the same token, you also don't want to see the guy who's been leading the race for 95% of it robbed at the mm. last minute when he's 100% earned that victory. And it felt like, you know, I it felt did. like at least watching that race. So that was Lewis's, you know, the whole way it was Lewis's until... Except that, period, that bit, except that bit where he sort of shortcut the course. But yeah, wow. other than that, yeah. Yeah, we can get to that as well, but you know, it's it, it did feel it did feel like that was that was Lewis's rights, and, mm. and you can't help but feel uh, sorry for the guy that he got it sort of snatched away in those circumstances. This is where I think NASCAR has it absolutely right with green white, green white checker. So regardless of a shunt or how many laps remain, if they're clearing up a track full of debris, then they'll pull the safety car out. And if it runs over, then uh, then they're always guaranteed to have at least one racing lap at the very end of it. And they can clear up all the mess And they because they were, they were obviously rushed to try yeah. and clean up that Latifi garbage off the track and make sure it was safe for everybody. They were rushed. And, well, and in that, uh, while they were rushed to make that call to ensure that grandstand finish, which was awesome, they've done the right thing. They did the right thing for the sport. They did the right thing for the millions of casual viewers who probably wouldn't have never really watched Formula One, those Netflix viewers that you're, that you're talking about. Yeah, I know what he's saying, but at the end of the day, they don't have that rule in place. So they should have adjusted their strategy accordingly. And for me, they didn't have time to do it properly. So they shouldn't have, um, yeah, let those lap cars pass because it was quite clear what they were trying to do when they only let the cars in between Lewis and Max passed. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I just think it was poorly managed. And it's really hard to say this because we love Michael Massey. Mm. We don't like personally, I don't want to be shit canning a decision that he potentially had an influence in because we want to support the guy that's, you know, he's representing Australia and, you know, we've, we know him very well. But in this circumstance, it just looks like that decision could have been made better. Um, and maybe there does need to be some changes made um, next year. So it does alleviate some of that stress and pressure. And I think one of them is obviously 
um, like Toto and those guys being out of contact, Massey. I think that's <laughs> a great idea to get rid of that because can you imagine the stress? What, that, um, that was amazing theatre, though. That was oh, that was like theater, part of it. We're not we're not in a theatre. We're in a car race. Oh, I think that's the first time we've used the F word on Parked Up. Just by the way, <laughs> I'm not bleeding that out. I was passionate about it. It was just such yeah. It was crazy. Like I just. It felt like one of those situations, and you know, IndyCar actually does a really good job of it, where you you get to maybe, in this circumstance, five or six laps to go, and there's an almighty crash or even just a minor crash, they just draw the red flag. Like what was what was to stop mm. Michael from going? Okay, let's draw the the red flag, get everyone on the same tires, make it like a three or four lap shootout between Lewis and and Max, and and make it a, a fair and even fight. You know, okay, sure. Mercedes could have pitted Lewis and, and put him on some fast rubber yeah, too, yeah, but, but you know you see track position. But you know there were lots of options, and it just felt like in that instance, Michael just went, "Oh well." He buckled. Out make it up on the fly. He buckled. Anyway, let's move <laughs> on from that. We've spoken about it a lot, and it's good to we get have. your opinion. And how good is it though that this this it's still being talked about two oh, weeks after so the fact? Plenty what? to write about. Awesome. Yes. Great. There you go. Keeping you One in, thing I, keeping you I busy did, for a couple of weeks. That's. Uh... <laughs> I did want to get your opinion, though. We saw Lewis Hamilton and Toto Wolff not attend the gala dinner. Mm. Um, now, for obvious reasons, they obviously got the shits, but um, they reckon they're, they're going to get in strife for that. Do you think that's fair? Well, it's another one where the, the rules dictate the punish, punishment, right? Like the rule says you got to turn up if you're if you're first, second or third in the driver's championship or if you won the constructor's championship, I think, I don't know, is it just sour grapes from Mercedes or are they trying to make a statement or, or what? You know, like it, those those guys have been so dominant for so long, I think they've forgotten what it feels like to lose. So this is the first time where, you know, ex, certainly in extraordinary circumstances where they've had to sort of concede. But yeah, I don't know, I guess... Again, you read the rule book and you say they'll get fined if they um if they don't turn up. So I you know I think it's probably only right. But let's be fair, I can't imagine either of those groups are short on a couple of dollars. With a, you know I think I'd much rather spend a bit of money and say no, we're not going, and and uh you know sit at home than turn up and face lots of lots of pressure from from the media and, and all the rest of it. Because they you know realistically they haven't faced the media since then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Opportunity for for Lewis or Toto to. Uh, answer any questions and we're still sort of left wondering and all we've got really from them is uh, a statement from them and a couple of Twitter posts. So, Did you see that um, statement from Toto though? Um, I think it was on Instagram and he was dressed in like black um, skivvy and he was like behind a white wall. He looked like men in black or something and he, <laughs> he was making this statement. You got to go back and watch it. It was absolutely hilarious. He's going to get a lot of shit for that. There's going to be a lot of memes about that so lewis um, didn't face he didn't face the fia to accept his second place award but he did face prince charles who was holding mm. a big sword at his at his neck getting uh anointed as a sir knighted that's cool that's cool that is very cool yeah you would say after cool. that wouldn't you that's right um okay cool so there we go um that's a, that's enough formula one let's talk some supercar stuff simon from speakcafe.com that is your regular beat and you've been beating you've been beating the phones down and you've been getting some scoops <laughs> i've seen you've been getting the big scoops and the one i was most interested on uh actually popped up uh must have been today maybe on uh, and, and as we record this it's sunday and you you're rolling out scoops on Sunday. Like, how hard is Crusher working, you guys? So what the com- so the commission, the uh, all team owners will have a seat on the commission from 2022 onwards, underneath under the new uh, ownership regime. How's this going to work? Yeah, it's basically a case of balancing the books. Um, one of the gripes up and down pit lane for those who don't have a seat at the table is that they feel like they're being left out and one of the complaints as simple as it is is that something as 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 ordinary as booking accommodation is something that the that the teams miss out on for example so like a lot of the you know you you got brad jones has got you know he's at he's at the table so is Tim Edwards and, and a few others who are on or on a commission level. And basically not all that information is filtering down to the teams at the same time. 
So the, so some of the teams are basically finding out about the calendar perhaps through someone like me, through the media, or they're just not finding out at all through official means. So basically what this allows them is to say, all right, we're going to have one or two representatives from each team come to the table. You're going to be given all the information that everyone should be privy to, and that's how it's going to be from now on. So it's it's so just, this, this yeah. is all just for cheaper accommodation and cheaper air flights. Largely, yes. No, no. It's it's you know it's stuff like Gen Three. You know, like at, at the start of this year, we had like a crisis meeting to discuss Gen Three. That should. When we say happened. we, does this mean Speak Cafe has a spot right. on the table no, as well? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about supercars as a collective. You know, right. so yeah, like there was that that chat where because every time you go up and down pit lane, the guys who are not on those commission meetings are generally the ones who have got a bone to pick with supercars, right? They're the ones who are probably creating the headlines going, we don't, we don't know what's happening with gen three. We don't know who's in, who's out, what, how much it's going to cost us, all this sort of stuff, you know, things like that, for example, not, not specifically gen three, but stuff like that. Gen three was an example of, of that happening this year and led to those crisis meetings where basically Sean Seymour got everyone together and went, all right, this is what's happening. And that should realistically never have happened. And so basically by putting everyone onto the commission or at least having some representatives on the commission from each team, it means that we'll no longer have a, a them and us sort of. So do they have the same chance to voice their opinion or is it just listen? It's basically, so everyone will have one or two seats at the table and then there'll be two, uh, representatives, which will be announced in due course, um, that will represent the teams as a whole to the board. Okay, okay, because that could get really messy if everybody well, has a say. Exactly right. You don't want to have too many cooks in the kitchen, and ultimately, but, you need sort of you know unanimous opinion between them. I think it's a bloody good idea, and something I've actually never thought of. Such a simple thing like accommodation, for instance. You know, yeah. like these other teams got no idea what's just been decided. And the teams that are on the board are busily trying to get the best spots and best deals. And that's one example. And I'm sure there'd mm. be many, many more that, uh, you know, other teams don't find out about that. So that's quite an inter interesting thing. What else has been happening on the board, the commission? Or just in, oh. in just in terms of the, uh, the, the new race structure, like how quickly are we, we, we obviously saw Sean Seymour. When you say uh, race, and, and, you and mean, Race, I mean the new um, the new owners of the business. Um, we we spoke uh, in depth about Sean Seymour's departure, which will come midway through next year. What's other things that we should look for in the short term, early twenty twenty two, Simon? That um, that you know us, the industry, or the fans will um, notice really quick. Well, we sort of say that Sean Seymour will be gone. Uh, by the middle of next year, but I, I think it might even happen a little bit sooner than that, uh, just with sort of the the chat around who might be his successor, which is sounding like is going to be Shane Howard, who's um, a great bloke. He's done, a, he's done a lot of sort of, I guess, behind the scenes stuff. You don't sort of see Shane Howard's name so much. We sort of saw it more so in that COVID uh, affected sort of period where he was sort of taking over and he was sort of the face of the sport for a little bit. And he's been the interim CEO on, on numerous occasions. So he sort of tips to be the guy who will take over from, from Sean. And that could possibly happen sooner rather than later. I um, that's a great idea. In a full-time, yeah, in full-time capacity or will he come yeah. in as a, a, another a temporary, temporary? No, fix? as, as full-time as, as the guy. Um, to succeed. See, Shane's been around it forever. Mm. At least he mm. knows the sport back to front. He can, oh, big time. you know, he knows all the players, he knows, you know, the game. You get somebody new in um, and they're going to go through that process and suddenly get all these people in their ear and all that sort of stuff. You sort of cut all that out. Mm. I think that's a I really think good he's option. Like, he's well respected, you know, like mm. people, people know Shane. They know how he operates. I think it's probably a lot easier for Shane to step into that role and if he needs to pull rank then he can you know whereas if it was somebody new who's you know, a bit of a, an unknown quantity you know the, the teams might try and and push push them around mm -hmm. to get their way sort of thing but I don't think you'd see that so much with Shane just because so, he's widely respected so you're saying it's not Crusher I can stop making rumors about Crusher being the new CEO of Supercars I believe his words were I couldn't think of anything worse um, <laughs> 
but there are a lot of people who have that opinion because it is a, it's like a it's an interesting sport right like it's I, it's like herding cats you know it's I just it it's, hard, it's hard work it's a big job i thought it might have been Roland. you know stepping away from triple eight perfect he can officially now be the leader of supercars i think there's some other stuff going on there which might come out Oh, okay. oh come on give us a heads up here parked up uh, with his future of motorsport but i think he, yeah i highly doubt you'll see the future of motor is he going to buy motorsport the whole lot oh, <laughs> why, not? why not huge news here uh, uh okay um now the bend has been confirmed uh on the 2022 supercars calendar as well so <laughs> that it was interesting for me because i thought that they were waiting for this uh, South Australian government piece to come through and whether the Adelaide 500 could come back and that mm. date was being kept on the table. Um, so tell us the logic behind that. you got to also remember that the incumbent Liberal government are pumping money into this event. So the Adelaide 500 stuff sort of hinges on Labor getting in so that's sort of an entirely separate sort of debate at the moment and you know there was sort of there was chat around when that tbc date was on the calendar um initially there was sort of some chat around you know oh, that's either the bend or it's either qr and, and it sounded it sounded like it was basically sam going we want to sort of do a few things and there was a bit of sort of little bits and pieces that didn't quite add up to um to confirm it then and there you know there's some chat about whether that was going to be an enduro or not and ultimately it wasn't so um yeah it's good it's good <laughs> i can see you're um you're highly disappointed <laughs> that there's not an endurance event tony um but yeah it's on the calendar and that's all that really matters now and i guess the, the next bit is qr and where that sort of fits in just quickly before you move on grant is it what, what is the go with you know tail and bend and supercars and it always just seems to be a bit of a touchy one that, you know, whether they're going to be on the calendar or not. And for me, you know, it's a great facility, definitely worthy of going to, you know, what is the go? Is it that the Shaheens are difficult to work with or I, I don't know. I'm just asking. I've got no background, but um, just wondering whether you do. That's one for you, Grant, I think. No, <laughs> you got nothing. <laughs> You're the guest. You're going to answer the question. That's right. <laughs> Mate, we're fencers. Oh, Look at us oh, and yeah, our splinters. We got, splint- one, right? we got splinters. I got, I got relationships to keep. No, I don't okay. know. Honestly. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a curly one. I think it, I think it pretty much just boiled down to them nutting out some of the, the nitty gritty stuff, um, which okay. seems odd this late in the piece, given that we, we're used to having calendars sort of by like October and it's now, what late December, nearly nearly Christmas, and we're getting we're getting bits and pieces of the calendar put together. So, yeah, I think yeah, there was a little bit of chat about the you know, the endurance format and whether that was a whether that was a possibility or not. But obviously, it's it's not, and I don't think there is much interest from supercars at the moment to add a second or third enduro at, back onto at, the calendar. Uh, at at Bathurst, I'd heard that the Bend or Sandown's endurance format, or however it was going to run, this was just prior to the calendar getting confirmed. But I'd heard that the other enduro was going to be a two by three hundred single driver. So mm. what's the point of that, though? That's just a longer sprint race, isn't it? With more fueling, it's not really an endurance event, then, is it? I think I think the three hundred actually works out better. From a strategy point of view, there's there's you actually there actually is a bit more strategy to it rather than a 250 or a 200. There's two pit stops at least, right? In that, yeah, and I think it does open up the strategy thing where I think some of these other sort of endurance races we've had, like at Sydney Motorsport Park, what was that 250? Yeah, 250. There's basically everyone's pitting within this you know, a lap or so of each other. There's not much strategy going on, so I think by doing the 300, it does open it up. It's a long time very, in the car, though. It's very terrible for a co-driver. Very terrible. It's no good. It's, it's no terrible good. because you're not invited. That's what the problem is. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> hey, uh, um, speaking of co-drivers, we need to talk about some co-drivers just for a sec. Go for it. A very uh, good friend of ours um, and a co-driver has just picked up a very big trophy. Has just found his way into a main seat. Lee Holdsworth, Grove mm. Racing. How good. Unbelievable scenes. Oh, it's so that's all you've got to the, do. You got just got to win Bathurst, and you just wow. get a seat. 
it's, it's it great, is. isn't it? It's just, we've had this whole, it's funny, eh? we've had sort of this period for the past few years where there are guys who are seemingly on the outer and out of the sport, just finding their way back in, you know, like we had, let's go back to like, what, maybe 20, I think it was maybe 2014, Andre Heimgartner, like just basically given up on supercars, has one good race on the Gold Coast. Like, all right, you're in, you're in for a full time yeah. drive. You know, like, you know, last year, Will Davison finds himself on the sidelines and, you know, he has a, a good, good run at Bathurst and he's in a, he's in a drive and slide dog himself out for a for a year and finds himself back in the drive and i'm yeah, still trying so, to prove myself here you know well, <laughs> i was gonna say there are nine so years into co-drivers, co-drivers but i'm so still younger than lee like I'm still younger so there's time. still a, there's still a chance i'm still younger than lee he's got to win bathurst and a lot more hair <laughs> so it's it's good yeah no great story eh? just like you know it couldn't have happened to a nicer guy like it's just it is the feel-good story of the year and yeah it's just it's incredible because like you know, there had been chat even earlier this year about Lee and he, you know, we knew that he was chatting to, to KGR and he was trying to find his way back in. You know, there was even chat of him maybe even ending up at, at Walkinshaw and Judy United um, alongside Chaz full-time next year. And obviously that, that didn't play out the way that he'd liked it to. So yeah, it's, um, it's a big win, big, big win for the sport. I think to have Lee back in, it's I spoke to Chaz the other day and he said, it's, it's good for Lee simply for the fact that he gets to choose the terms that he gets to go out on. You know, like when he, when he left Tickford, he went to the season final last year on the basis that he was going to be driving full-time this year. Mm-hmm. And that obviously didn't happen because of the, the wreck situation and, and all the rest of it, which was, which was quite unfortunate. So at least now Lee gets to go, all right, you know, if this is my last year, so be it. But, you know, he gets to, to do it on his own terms. He doesn't get sort of cast aside at the end of the season and go, oh, sorry, mate, we don't, we don't, have, a, we don't have a seat for you because force majeure sort of thing. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's good. I think it's my, – my question is with Lee, you know, he's sort of – after Bathurst, he said, you know, I would much rather be driving in the Bathurst 1000 with a really good team than driving full-time with – some mid-pack runners. So I'm really curious to know what Lee sees in Kelly Grove racing at the moment that's convinced him to come back full-time because Kelly's didn't have Grove racing and it'll be, as it'll be known next year, didn't really have a great year. Their car is obviously ace in the wet. Like that's, mm. I've just got that down pat, but like by and large, it's, it's that package has been really, really difficult for Andre and, and Reynolds think, to get on top of. I think, um, you know, obviously it'd be much better pay to be driving full-time than, than a co-drive. Um, but when you look at it on paper, the Groves are spending money to try and win races or to improve, you know, they've got Couchy coming, um, you know, they've got some big hitters and they're not scared of the challenge. And I think, you know, it is a great opportunity for Lee and although they're not going that well at the moment, but surely there's a pathway there and um, with some injection of money and, all that into the team, surely they're going to, you know, move up the grid into the future. So for me, I, I think it, it's a bit of a, and I think they said it was a one-year deal. So mm. it's uh, a bit of a fill-in, but it is another year in the main series, which, you know, a lot of guys would take um, for sure. It was interesting though, Grant, I did uh, chuckle a little bit because apparently the year off that Lee had, he learned some extra skills in TCR racing. That's what got him back. That's what got him the Bathurst 1000 crown. There you go. And that's what got him back full time. So I've been doing TCR for two years now. And obviously the skills haven't rubbed off enough yet. <laughs> uh, look, you're doing, you're doing good. Hey, you're it, doing it was fine. It's a funny story though. I can't believe you actually put it out there. You, uh, you just need to find a car that can actually go the distance at Bathurst. What do you and mean? Then, oh, the thing broke it. Oh, I what thought you were going to talk gearbox about gearbox. Oh, I thought you were about right? to say you need a better car in TCR. I was like, mate, my Honda's all right. Don't worry. Hey, um, so yeah, I thought that was a funny story that you put out there, and a bit cheeky as well. Well, that's what Lee just told me that, so I just turned it into from words to the some written words, and that was it. It, it was. <laughs> that's just what I did. You can check out the uh, TCR Australia website to to uh, for to understand exactly what Tony's talking about there. Um, okay, Chapo, thanks so much for joining us on the very last edition of Parked Up for 2021. Oh, in in some ways, Tony would like it to be the very last edition of Parked Up 
at all. What do you mean? Definitely this year. Definitely last, definitely last one for this year. Uh, Chapo, you, uh, you're a Kiwi, uh, born and bred. You live on the Gold Coast. Are you going to go back and see the folks over over the break? Uh, I'm hoping to. Uh, yeah, the border restrictions are still a little bit of a pain um, at the moment. So, uh, yeah, probably early early January. So, unfortunately, yeah, spending spending Christmas on on this side of the ditch. Um, right. But yeah, we'll we'll get back at some point in the in the new year. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we hope the uh, that big man with that red suit flies down to your chimney and gives you something real nice. But we thank you so much. We uh, we thank you for uh, we thank you for joining us, mate. Have a great Christmas, and we'll see you in the new year. Cheers. Thanks for having me. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. And we thank Simon from speakcafe.com for joining us. Now, Tony, I'd had a couple of extra other guests uh, lined up to join us. I was going to get our dads on as part of like a little family thing. <sighs> we're running into we some tech problems with those two. They're, we um, they were they were born in the, uh, what, the, the 1920s or something? So, yeah. Ah, uh, well, 50s. But, um, yeah, dad's giving it a red hot crack, but he reckons it's not working. So, uh Without being by his side, I don't know what's happening, and I'm probably not the bloke to fix it either. So uh, <laughs> we'll have to give it a miss for this time round. But we will get him on the show sometime next year. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, cool. And I guess the idea was uh, family, keep it family focused, and we've got uh, you know this is a great time for for family stuff and we really hope that our listeners enjoy the break it's been another frustrating year and even i was watching the news this evening and yeah there's parts of europe that are going back into lockdown and the uk is all protesting over i know uh, stuff and the uh, america's in in a bit of strife again so um yeah it's it's uh it's frustrating and we uh talk we talked with simon just about calendars and you know when the bend's going to run and how all that's going to work and yeah there i don't know if there's any such thing as a calendar anymore i think they all just have to be spoken about as draft calendars well how many times do we see that uh over the last two years when we put out a calendar and then you'd almost not really worry about it too much and you just see what would happen and uh, it would change 10 times before we'd actually go racing so but i think you know what I feel like we're we're through that uh, with everyone getting vaccinated, and even though there's lots of cases, we're still going about our business. So, fingers crossed, Grant, that we don't have any of this stuff going on next year because I don't think anybody can go through another year like we've had this year. Seriously, it's well, too disruptive. Look- those world wars lasted many, many, many years back in the day. So we're going to think ourselves pretty lucky that it's only been a couple of years of major sort of you know, modern turmoil. Um, Yeah, I don't think... Isn't it funny, though, when you compare it to, like, a world war, you know, we're getting told to stay at home, isolate, you know? Yeah. And we're still complaining. We're still complaining. You were just kind of... You were being told to stay at home and hope a bomb didn't land on top of your roof. Exactly. Exactly. And you didn't know where the next meal was coming, all that sort of stuff that we just have no idea about. That's right. We're, we're ordering Uber Eats and getting fatter, drinking <laughs> ourselves stupid, and everyone's still complaining. Oh, I can't, I can't go outside. Yeah. Anyway, we're uh, through that. We're through okay. that. Okay. What's, what's your New Year's resolution? What, what are you gonna, what are you gonna oh. change? What are you gonna, what are you gonna do? What is the thing that is just gonna get know. you up in the morning and get you going? I don't know because I'm, I'm so close to being perfect. I don't know what <laughs> oh. else I can do. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um okay uh, great uh well okay well, i guess go. my new year's resolution is to be more like you then yeah okay cool now what is yours what is yours i'm gonna just i'm getting real next getting year real. 2022 getting real that is it that is well, what what's happening well that nah, too much too much fake too much fake too much pretending okay. getting real in 2022 wow wow that's what's happening okay Look out! World. You heard it first here, folks. So we don't exactly. know what it means, but he's getting real. So he's mm-hmm. keeping it very broad. Yes, um, I'm not sure what it means, but anyway. But you got a big year coming up. I mean, you got a, you got a lot of exciting clients on board and lots of cool programs going on. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. Should be good. 
should be good. Network R is flying. I just need to sell a couple more of those kids' books. If anyone does need, oh, you like, won't have to worry about it. But I want those. You know, I so desperately love those things that I want to see more of them on the shelves so Mm. I can justify making some more because I've got some uh, cool people who are already lined up to do the next round of books and I'd like to just maybe just tweak the way that I've done them as well, give a little bit extra. Um, So if anyone does like kids' books and motorsport, Mm. then you can go to networkr.com.au and uh, follow the links to go and purchase a couple. There's five of them. They're $19.99 each. Wow. So if you buy all five, it's $99.95. You know, you know when I um, took the lead at Bathurst, um, yes. made that blinding start, mm-hmm. you know, got around the outside of Lee Holdsworth, who's now a superstar, you know, yep. clearly he needs to fix his starts a little bit. Yeah. Um, I was actually thinking about how you're going to make me a book all the way up Mountain Strader. That's the first thing I thought about. I was like, I'm going to get a book here. I'm going to get a book. It is absolute BS. No way were you thinking. Actually, tell me, what were you thinking? What were you doing? What were you thinking on that first lap? Other than don't walk. You know what? I was really calm. I was really calm. I just sort of like readjusted my helmet a little bit and took a breath, did what everything that I would would normally do. Good. That's good. That's what you need to do. <laughs> good. So good. Just a pity, good. Pity, pity the car didn't yeah, uh, no, I do really 161 calm. of those laps. Yeah, well, true, true. Um, cool moment in my career, though. Very cool. I'll, yep. I'll remember that for a long time. Yeah, good. And All remember right. what I was thinking about the child, the children's books. You'll make us remember the, the time that you led uh, the Bathurst four point. I was trying to work out how long you actually led that race for on that first lap. Do you reckon uh, it's the 4.7K? No, nah, it's probably five, about five. About, yeah, about five K the race. Yeah, no worries. Good. Hey, it's more than you've led. Had you, what? I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying it's not a bad achievement. It's an amazing you achievement. You know what I think is cool though? Like you, you could lead that event like through pit stops and whatever, you know, midway through the race, but Everyone's tuned into the start at, at the very beginning of that race. Everybody's watching. Everybody's going to watch that first getaway or the first lap. Yeah. That's what's cool about it. Yeah, that's right. And everyone's saying, geez, that Anton guy's going really well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a shame they didn't uh, put the, the both drivers' names on the on front the window. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I that agree. Was, that's a little bit of a rip. I reckon. Because I've got the, the only way I know I'm in the car is obviously I recognize my helmet, but I can also see the green light. And sometimes yeah. with the green light, they just when the photos are taking, the, the light's not on, like, mm. yeah, flickers. So it looks like Anton's in the car, but it was definitely me. Don't worry. Definitely was. It definitely was. And I was cheering anyway, like no. a madman for about a minute no and 50 seconds. Next year. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Hey, we need to uh, really thank our listeners first and foremost it's uh, absolutely not we even do. worth it um, without without you guys and our numbers have been really good we've sort of said that i think if you go back and listen to a, a lot of our 2021 podcast certainly at the start of the year our numbers really did increase quite a bit so uh there are you know tens and tens of you out there that uh just really really <laughs> enjoying what we're doing but um uh yeah the uh we'll you know, and there's been some really great feedback as well. We've held some cool competitions and we'll do more of that as well. Please feedback, feedback, subscribe, like, follow, do all of those things. We're all over the socials, the Facebooks and Instagrams. Um, you know, it was get... cool, Grant. You know, it was cool at, at Bathurst, right? Yeah. Doing signing sessions and people coming up saying, I love the podcast. Like, you know, young, young kids and you know, teenagers, all that sort of stuff, and their dads saying that they love the podcast. That was oh, really great. cool yeah, to get good. that feedback. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I appreciate that. But they're feedback. not going to – but, but if we were doing a shit job, they're not going to come up and say, oh, look, you're polished. No, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't say anything at all. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that's good you know feedback. What, but this year, though, this year we sponsored a supercar in DVS. Like, that's we how did. well we're going. There was a sticker, yes. Hey, and I'm on holidays here with my parents, and they've got the parked up sticker on the back of their car. There you go. Like, we That's are cool. everywhere. Yeah, we are up and down the south coast of New flying. South Wales, like no we one's are business. Flying. We've got our own website. Yes. Facebook, Instagram. 
like far out, hold us back. So yes, no, so, it, uh, yeah. honestly though, it, it's been very, very good. Uh, you know, feedback all year. Yep. Um, everything's been increasing more listeners. Um, so we're very, very pleased about that. I uh, thank you, Grant, for all the work that you put in oh, thanks, mate. outside thank of just the recording, because I do the record with you and then I bugger off back to my yep. life. Whereas you have to edit the shit out of it yep. and then do all the visuals for it, promote it, answer all the questions from all our fans as well. So yes. You would put at least three or four times the don't, amount of work in that I do. So don't tell. I I actually respond to the questions like you're answering them though. Oh really? Yeah. And I'm like, it's it's swearing and it's, it's swearing. Like, yeah, it would be shut, swearing, just yeah. shutting them down. Just telling yep. them to bugger off. Stop. Stop talking to me. Um, uh, yes. No. No. And uh, and very much a thank you to yourself as well. You you know you say you just jump on here and and do I the do. chat, but that is just not the case because um, you know you're you're involved and you're always thinking about ideas who we should speak to, what we should we talk about, how should we do, how should we you know go about these things. So definitely couldn't do it without you. The other people we definitely can't do it without is the handful of um, really great supporters that we've had, uh, especially Race Fuels, Mark Tierney, Sean Scott, and the team at Race Fuels. There's only one place to get your fuel to go car racing, and it's with Race Fuels. Generally, you don't even have a choice. If you're racing in a national category, you would like you can't say, hey, I want race fuels rival <laughs> you ain't got a choice they're going to give you that fuel but where you do have a choice is through your state and your club level and these guys they they not only have the most competitive prices they the most important thing is they have the best fuel there is no compromise with that if you go and fill your uh fill up your race car with tank 98 from the yeah. Uh, you from really the server, you don't really know. So um, the race fuel guys will ensure that that's just one one part of the equation that's gone, and it means you don't also you, you don't have to stop off at the old Seven Eleven on the way, pick up your one dollar coffee, and get your question <laughs> question mark fuel on the way to the racetrack to put into your, you know, whatever you're spending on your on your car. So yeah, uh, race fuels is the one and only place to um, to secure the go fast juice for your for your car uh, motorsportwebsites.com.au shane tanner has been brilliant again uh not only helping with the did you do the ad oh, i haven't done the ad no and he gets no christmas present this year but i do promise i promise with all of the fibers that will do something really nice for him he's got a really cool promo that he wants to run and uh i have not done that for shane but we'll see. Uh, we'll see what the uh, what, what the new year brings. But for sure, motorsportwebsites.com.au um, is the best place to get your racing related motorsport website stuff. And he does so much more than that as well. He does uh, design and he does um, apparel mm. stuff. And he, he does, does apparel. Whole... He's going to hook me up. He's going to hook uh, little Oscar up with some uh, with a race suit for his go kart. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it's That's good. Be cool. So he's got a few different arms to his business. So we um, we certainly thank Shane for coming on the ride. He also built the Network R website. When you go and buy uh, 15 sets of the little kids' books, you'll uh, see his handiwork through that as well. So um, it's he, a uh, it's a flawless process, and uh, you'll you'll uh, built, definitely he, get. He yeah. built the race fuels. He built the reaction performance. He built the Centaur products. Like the list just goes on and on. Yeah. Yep, he does it. Uh, yes, so reaction performance, least emotion. He got me. Jeez, in... He hasn't done much with you today this, nah. this year, I should say. Well, Jesus. Nah, he got me fatter. He's, he's really slipped. But that's uh, that's fine. But that's what twenty twenty two, and I'm getting it real. We're keeping it real in twenty twenty two. So right. um, that's uh, that is exactly what uh, what least emotion and his team at reaction performance is all about. Uh, you know, getting your um, getting the the body and the mind right to to compete and that's uh, when i say mind it also encompasses uh health nutrition he's got all the tricks of the trade and yeah, he's, he, uh, he he's is, been great he for is the ultimate ultimate performance coach so every aspect of going car racing whether you might need to improve your fitness or you need to improve on the simulator uh, your concentration nutrition he covers it all He's not just a one, a one, 
one thing show, so to speak. So you sort of cover all bases when you hook up with Lee. He's been fantastic for me, um, especially during these times when we haven't been doing a lot of racing. So been trying to replicate uh, all the forces and what, what the body's going through in a race car, but not in a race car. So um, it's been quite a challenge, but we've actually learned quite a bit. So if you're on the sidelines and you want to get back into a car, and making sure that you're in perfect condition for it. Lee is a really good guy to hook up with to uh, give you some of that uh, that reaction performance goodness that he delivers. Perfect. Okay. And we've got uh, no other sponsors to thank, I don't think. Not yet. Not yet. But next year's looking good. If you're interested, just get in contact with uh, Tony <laughs> or I. We, we, ex- we definitely know how to write invoices to your accounts receivable department. Yeah. If you just need to get rid of a bit of cash, we can help you. We can help you. Uh, cool. All right. And uh, finally, Tony D, what is Santa bringing you for, oh, in 2021? I, I know what he's bringing me, but I'm not sure whether I should admit it. Um, just in case Oscar listens. Oh, have you been snooping through? Oh, have, you've told us about this, have you? About the bike? The bike. You told yes. us about the bike. Or did you just tell oh, me personally I? about the bike? Maybe, maybe. Well, now we're telling everyone about the bike. O- Oscar's getting uh, a new BM, like a new bike, because his current bike is too small for him. He's had it for years and years. And so he's getting a BMX. And when I bought his BMX, I thought, shit, I really like the look of them. I'm going to buy myself one. So I bought myself a BMX. So now we're both getting BMXs. So wow. that's my Christmas present. Yeah. So, so the Delbertos are just going to be the new BMX bandits running around yep. the eastern eastern suburbs of Melbourne. And so I even bought a new helmet because my helmet that I use on my road bike is not cool enough for a BMX. So I bought a cool BMX helmet. Awesome. Right. <sighs> well, what looking, are you forward to, looking forward to uh, filing the next pod from uh, the hospital bed the hospital. with broken arms. <laughs> Yeah, what am I buying myself? Um, I think I'm getting sweet FA in 2021. Actually, I've already had a couple of really nice presents. Uh, Mum and Dad are going to hook me up with a couple of really good things. Mum already asked me what size thongs would I like, so I'm not really sure what I'm getting. Am I getting shoes? Am I getting some undergarments? (laughs) I'm not really sure. (laughs) But I know I'm definitely getting some thongs. That's right. And that's fine. Okay. That, that's a big spend. Cool. <laughs> it's not right. too bad. All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. We've uh, oh, really enjoyed putting together Parked Up, Powered by Race Fuels together in 2021. That's the first full year that we've done. Mm. This, I think, is episode 89 or 90 or something. It's a joke. We don't even mention it anymore. Nah, because I lose count. I, don't, I can't even count. I'd lost count after 30. So, um, yep. Uh, we'll uh, we'll tick off a hundred pretty early in the new year, and it's a really mm. busy start to the year as well. It so is. so when we say we'll do something really big and special for the hunt one hundredth, we probably just won't, and uh, it'll be uh, <laughs> something pretty lame. But um, we're almost there. So again, thanks to everyone for listening, and we'll see you all in the new year. Merry Christmas, and a very happy new year. Done.